I just think the, the the best way is is to be here every single day, okay? And that people don't like that. I want your I want you taking notes. I want you screenshot charts. I want you reviewing at the end of the day. And I don't care if you have a day job, okay? You can do this early. You can do it late. If you're working second shift, third shift, you can still do this. And I'm not saying trade every day. That's not my point. Yeah. My yeah. point is put in the work every single day. You're listening to the Steady Trade Podcast, a podcast that inspires traders to make meaningful strides and pursue their passions. Your hosts are Tim Bowen, the lead trainer at Stocks to Trade Pro, Kim Ann Curtin, the Wall Street coach, and Steven Johnson, the up-and-coming trader who's always willing to learn. Together, we'll sit down with experts to talk about their process, the lessons they've learned, and discuss how all traders can level up their trading careers. Welcome to the Steady Trade Podcast. We have a very cool um, snapshot niche episode that we just want to cover because it's particularly relevant right now. It's uh, very bulls versus bears. I mean, I can go like this. I look more like a rabbit. Uh, Tim Bowen's definitely a bull. But uh, we go in cycles in the market. Some some cycles are bullish. Some cycles are bearish. Some some cycles double bottom dip and rips work. Some cycles uh, morning spikes work. Some cycles uh, every push in the market fails. And I just want to address it because the reason that trading is so difficult is a there's an element of luck in the game, and b the patterns in the market consistently change. So when you think that you're learning a strategy and you get a hold of it, oh, market changes. And then you have to like relearn all of the reasons why that either worked or it didn't work. And then you add luck. Was I lucky or was I not lucky? You can often not know where you are. So I'm prolonging the introduction to make Timbo and wear the, 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 the ball thing longer. But um, I just wanted to get it rolling. How does that uh, feel Tim and Kim. Tim Bowl. So it's, you know, it's, it's Halloween. Oh, my God. <laughs> a couple, couple of days after. <laughs> Halloween. And uh, we, we, we have, I'm trying to get the mouth to work, right? So, you know, we had a, a little bit of a dip there into the election today. We're gapping up. I think we're up like 3 4% right now. So it's very <laughs> bullish in my opinion. Um, I, I don't want to go out too far out on the limb, but I would like to say that this is the regain of a multi-generational bull market and short sellers like Steven should be eliminated. They should possibly be chemically castrated, removed oh from the gene pool, much like my testicles were removed when I was, after I was put out the stud. And I think the same thing should be done to Steven. That's it. I could not even believe that. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. It's so incredibly well done. <laughs> it's almost like it's CGI. Oh my god, it's incredible! I, I don't know if I'm having a bad dream. <laughs> Maybe we're not recording, and we're all having the same bad dream. It's brilliant, brilliant. Now that I live in cowboy country, I do see those bulls actually, and uh, yeah, now I'm feeling a little frightened. But, but look at. I'm really curious to ask Tim because Tim is diehard bullish, right? And he's not just bullish on the economy, he's bullish in the market. Mm -hmm. And um, 
and obviously you tim for you the main like i'm in pro the main uh patterns you've got like four patterns that you teach right but a lot of them are kind of the the dip and rips uh, especially when the squeeze and shorts right yep. but they're just not common right now so yeah i mean well number number one i think that you know and, and i think you would agree with this kind of going back to last monday I, I i said kind of like the air came out you know you know we were we went through i mean you look going back to like february when the when the you know kind of shutdowns first started and everyone was open the robin hood accounts i mean it was just insanity for six months and then you know the air came out the volume came out and yeah a lot of the setups kind of dried up i mean yesterday that APVO, I don't know if you remember APVO from yesterday. That was like the first like legit afternoon squeezer in like two yeah, weeks. I was short that. I was short in the morning. Oh, really? oh Jesus. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Not in the afternoon, <laughs> I hope. No, dude, oh. I took that I took that off like nine thirty eight or something. Well, which is beautiful because all of you listen, okay. Because what did APVO did? It did went sideways for five and a half hours, okay? First thing Steven will tell you is if you short these runners. If they sit there and this is, you know, him and I agree on this, even though we're playing yeah. the opposite side, that thing hung. I mean, it was flatline for five hours. And then at three o'clock, it spikes, I think like I don't four or five bucks a share. So I don't, wow. I don't know why. Um, I saw it after when I was putting in my data. I didn't see a reason why, but uh, I know. Yeah. They're just, I nah, think it was I just, know you know, I go back they, to the, they. the whole, they, yeah. yeah I think yeah, they yeah. just, they just hit the throttle at 3 PM. So but uh, yeah. but just I mean it's a side note but there's a there's a very nice lad called Dan Irish. Have you heard of Dan Irish? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Yep. Dan he's Irish. A, he's, dead, a, he's dead good long. Yep. Dead yep. Good he, long he's a, he does. He's a, he's like a poker guy too, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah yep, guy, yep, very good. Um, very. He, he tries to teach. Like he, I'm sure he went through the challenge and he tries to teach us his long strategy. I, I learn things here and there. But um, he said, if anything goes sideways, it's bullish. Don't think sideways is neutral. Sideways is bullish. Um, and then I saw APVO and I was just like, uh, sideways is bullish. <laughs> so so let's go back, you know, let's 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 go back to before ele- electricity and indoor plumbing, back when I started getting getting started trading, okay? Back back when we were trading with abacuses and smoke signals. Okay. So in 2007 to 2010, it was the exact or or even as all the way up into like 11, 12. It was the exact opposite, Stephen. And then this goes back to, you know, Stephen chose the topic today about how the, just the mechanics. And I always joke about that Game of Thrones, you know, the great wheel just keeps going. But um, back then, sideways action, man. And again, that's back when I was 90% short. You just licked your chops, man. As a short, you just sit there and you'd be like, yep. Any yep. seconds. <laughs> Two, three o'clock, man. This thing's going to eat shit. And it's going to close at the low of the day and it's going to gap down tomorrow. And I'm going to cover at nine 45 <laughs> and I'm going to do it again today. And in, in Syria, I mean, I'm obviously there's some hyperbole there, but that's what it was like back then. That big gainer that just sideways, sideways, and you were just licking your chops and any dips you'd add into. Cause you're like, I know it's coming. I know it's coming. Yeah. Here we, and not everyone, obviously. Right. Once right. in a while they'd spike, you know, you'd cover what, but you know, obviously you got to stop out if it hits a high day or whatever. But back then it was the exact opposite. Sideways action. You were just salivating. And wow. now, you know, like APV, again, if you're, we're recording on the 4th, look up APVO on November 3rd, 2020. And you'll see what I mean. Dead, dead, 
I mean, it, wow. I think it had like 10 cents of range for like five hours and then rips wow. four bucks. So, but uh, just, just to explain to Kim so she knows, but what, one other thing I'll say about that though is, and it goes back to cycles, right? There's, there's two points I want to make. First of all, shorts get too comfortable, right? So shorts, and, and I'm, you're thinking that with me probably when I took the, uh, the trade today, too much size, not up enough. Every short thinking the same thing, everything fails. Shorts, short, 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 and then things go up less and less and less, gapping up less and less. One day there's going to be a PPSI, PSI, PPI, which there's, there's, there's two variants of that, SPI. SPI and PPSI, I think, were two. Yep, yep. Um, and it's just going to squeeze and the market's going to recycle. But but just to explain for, for you, Kim, basically the good old days were shortened were, were probably so good because companies need to have a, a high stock price for various reasons, right? It needs to be above a dollar just to comply with the NASDAQ regulations over a certain amount of time in, in the year. But also they need to get the price high. So when they run out of money, which many penny stocks do, they need, they need to make a, a deal with a private partner Mm-hmm. to sell their stock and dilute the float of the company to raise money. Now, if the more they dilute, the lower the price goes. So they need to keep the price high in order to, to, to dilute. Does that make sense? Yes, totally. Right. So, right. The game is in the market open, it's hard to get the stock to go up because yeah. it's uh, there's a lot of volume. Everyone knows to buy a company. But, but my theory is pre-market, there's no volume pre-market. There's not many buyers and there's not many sellers. So when you're pushing those news releases out, 910, 915, 8.30, the, the, the stock, everyone reacts to get momentum buyers buying. So in short, getting stopped out covering. The price can go really high really quickly because there's not a lot of volume in the pre-market, which means they can get that price up high. But then what Tim's saying is when reality kicks in, and this is how I trade and this is how Tim used to trade, He's just watching that thing and <laughs> lungs are going to panic. Companies actually crap. Shorts are going to pile in. Yep. And it, it's re- reoccurringly a self-fulfilling prophecy with bad companies, which is the most effective short strategy you can have. Where the problem comes in is when you get too much volume. Yeah. And, and that's when it, it can do things that are unexpected, I presume. Like one of Tim's strategies is, is going along the worst companies on earth. And one of Tim's strategies is, is the worse the company is, the better the long is. And Tim wow. will explain it. Hey, yeah, you know, again, I, you know, I, I do those Instagram lives and, and the pro webinars. And, you know, people are, you know, when people will ask, you know, well, what do you think of the news on this dip and rip? And this is that, that's specifically that low float stock with insane volume and has news. And, and I hope for the more the, the more dubious the news. I mean, if, if you're on these <laughs> sessions, I, I go to Google Maps a lot. I, I mean, some of the, Kim, you might not know this. I mean, some of these penny stocks are in houses, okay? They're a publicly traded company and they'll be in a house. In a house? Oh, yeah. So you go yeah. to Google Maps to locate the location and yeah. the address? That's yeah. genius, Tim. Or, I or, love that. Or they're in a pole barn or they're in a <sighs> strip mall. I mean, this is... This, and, and oh. what I'm trying to do, and, and what Stephen, yeah. thank you for the compliment, is the worse it is, the more BS it is, the worse yeah. the chart. That's where I know 10 years ago, I'd be like, oh, I'd be licking my chops and I'd be shorting and I'd be adding into dips, adding, adding, adding. But what is different, and, and that's again, well said by Stephen, there's just, I mean, I, I remember it used to be 
I would, I would look for, st- I used to screen for stocks that would trade 500,000 shares and up a day, you know, a million and up. I mean, <laughs> a million shares a day in 2020. That's like, and, and, and again, if you're on those Instagram lives or something, you might hear me say it. I'm like, oh, too illiquid. You know, some might be trading 2 million shares in pre-market. I'm like, who cares? Because it's just the, the volume so is 10 times or 100 times what it was back then. So, God, it's yeah, amazing. No, but I, I also had the rule that if a stock traded more, more than 500,000 uh, shares pre-market, I, I, there was no way I was touching that. It was going to go. It was going to go. It was going to go out the open. Now, to be honest, I'll, as long as the stock on the pre-market chart looks like it's beginning to fail, I'm comfortable to build in from 10 million. And 10 million was like more than what it would trade on the day by far back in the yep. day. Wow. So, wow. And this has happened in the last, would you guys say, year or more than a year? Uh, to, to me, I saw a big shift in like 2015, 2016. Mm. And then, but I mean, I'm guessing you guys are familiar with that hockey stick of growth. Okay. Yeah, like when yeah, you're starting yeah. a business, you're at the yeah. foot of the hockey stick. So in my opinion, the toe of the hockey stick was 2016, but then 2020 was the stick, you know, yeah. when, when, yeah. when, it, and it, it had been gradually growing again, think yes. picture that hockey stick, yes. but, but shut, stay at home order, coronavirus, we hit the stick. And, and do you think I'll, no I'll say over, I still remember, I'll always remember SRNE on May 15th. That was like, it traded half a billion shares on BS news. And I was like, what the hell is this? And it's, and, and all summer long, all fall, it's been different since then. Do you feel it's because we have people that are, can't, can't bet on sports that they've all plowed into this market and increased the volume? I think it's sports betters. I think it's people, I think it's boredom. I think it's people looking for other ways to make money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's stimulus checks. I mean, it's like, yeah. I yeah. Mean, I mean, listen, if I was, program, if I was 20, if I was 22 years old, couldn't work, couldn't go to school and somebody sent me a check for 1200 bucks, I know what I'd be doing with it. <laughs> Oh, but don't I'd be dropping every, it in a Robin Hood count, man. <laughs> but look, every single broker is advertising on the TV. Yep. And then every single mentor is advertising across every single internet platform. So obviously, True. everyone True. is trying to bring people in. And, and there's nothing ethically wrong from either side to do that, right? You just <laughs> got to be realistic about it. Yes. Because look, I saw a Tim Sykes ad. It has hands down changed my life forever. Hands yeah. down changed my life forever. And it's... Um, and it's amazing. And, but obviously Tim will have it. Kim will have it. Once you, once you get used to something, like it's not as good anymore, right? It's brilliant for like six months. Then this is the new life. But, um, yeah. but no, Tim Sykes changed my life forever. And as did Tim Bowen and, and, and many other people. But the, the thing with the market right now is like anything good when it's new, when anything good before booms, you need to be in there first so you can learn everything first. So then you can, you could like, you know, like say TikTok just got big, right? Hmm. All the people first on TikTok are the ones who will make all the money because they're the ones in first who got all the following. It's the same with trading. Everyone who gets in trading first, you learn all the patterns before everyone else and you work hard. Then you make all the money off all the people who don't know it as well. Mm -hmm. Like the cranberry juice guy who got a pickup truck from Ocean Spray. Nobody else is going to get that pickup truck, but that exactly. was the first yeah, guy sure. on TikTok <laughs> who, you know, 
made, made some magic. So you're right. You have to be first. You have to be one of the ones first into the game. But, uh, but we can wrap it. I just, but all I want to do is, is maybe leave just again, I'd, I'd be curious. I don't want to leave you out, Kim, but I just want to get a few, yeah. one more, one bit of advice for Tim. Um, how can people adapt to changing markets? And I'm talking like month on month. So one month the pattern works, one month it doesn't work. One month the market's bullish, the next month it's bearish. How, what is the best advice to adapt to ch- and survive in changing markets, Tim? Um, <coughs> hashtag unpopular answer incoming. <laughs> um, my opinion is, and, and well, I think if you, <coughs> excuse me, if you really love this stuff, it won't be unpopular. <laughs> um, but I just think the, the, the best way is, is to be here every single day. Okay. And that people don't like that. I want you, I want you taking notes. I want you screenshotting charts. I want you reviewing at the end of the day. And I don't care if you have a day job. Okay. You can do this early. You can do it late. If you're working second shift, third shift, you can still do this. And I'm not saying trade every day. That's not my point. Yeah. My point is put in the work every single day. And Again, I most, most I mean, 90%, 99% of people are lazy. So 99% aren't going <laughs> to listen to this anyway. But, um, you know, the, the example I give is, I mean, I'm still in, I'm in the basement. You know, I'm, I'm still remodeling the home office. I still remember right over there, desk used to be over there um, in, you know, 2006. I was getting up at 4 or 5 a.m. And this is my, my favorite story. This is how dumb I was, but I was putting in the work. I used to TiVo. That date dates me. I used to TiVo Mad Money with Jim Cramer, and I would get up at four in the morning and watch Mad Money every single day and write down the tickers, the BS tickers that he threw out, and I would see what they did at the end of the day. That's how I got wow. stuff. That's how, that's that how is so I amazing. No, look, look, you are at least pl- trying to pay attention and educate yourself. I mean, you, how could you know that that was dumb until you did it and then found out later maybe he wasn't the best person well he was to. before he got on cnbc he's a man man read uh confessions of a street addict great book i haven't read that book i haven't uh, read that it, book. it's back okay. when, back when jim was you know actually trading but anyway so my point is and, and at that time okay i had a three-year-old and a four-year-old i had a business okay i had a wife i had hobbies okay i was doing all kinds of stuff just like i do today but I put in that time every morning and every night. And then I started yeah. learning from Tim Sykes, just like Steven. I started running his scans. I started reading his watch list. I started, you know, I, I've showed on, you know, all those notebooks. I started yeah. writing down tickers that fit the criteria. What did they do, do at the end of the day? Did they fail? You know, again, back then I was 90% short bias. So I was looking, you know, if I had nine or eight or nine stocks on watch, you know, I'm looking, okay, did this one fail? When did it fail? Oh, okay. You know, it, it gapped up, you know, from BS news the day before, went sideways, cracked late day. Okay, again, same pattern we talked about a minute ago. And I put in that work every single day. Vacations, okay, I don't care. I still showed up. And I think that's yeah. the best way. And when, you know, people will be like, a question I get a lot is like, how do you know what the hot sector is? I mean, it's like the easiest answer in the world if you're here every day. Yeah, okay. I mean, 
today EVs are running again. I mean, if you're here every day, you know, EVs have been running for two months, you know, it's like, but, but it's just daily work and yeah, best answer. So. Do you know what you've just reminded us what I get? I posted an Instagram picture of, um, of me. Do you know how every month on Excel you'll have a November 1, November 2, November 3, November 4, November 5, and then, then there'll be a, a column where you add the Excels together and then it's got your weekly profit. You don't know how many people I get asking, oh, dude, I love your Excel. And they're, to- they're not talking about the data, they're talking about the profit and loss. They're like, oh, can I please have that? And uh, sometimes I feel like I'm being a dick, but I'm like, look, if you, I don't say it to people, but I'll say it to everyone. I'm like, look, if you kind of figure this out, <laughs> you're never going to figure trading out. Do you know what I mean? Like, if this if, is your barrier, if, 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 you you if you can't figure out equal to <laughs> sum of A2 colon A10. <laughs> Honestly, though, like, because I remember Good luck. Excel. Good luck. <laughs> but, like, I, I suck at maths, right? I, I was in the bottom set and my mom had to get as a private tutor just so I'd get, like, a C. I sucked at maths. But I just sat for hours thinking, oh, how do I work out the percentage of this going from this to this? Like, I spent hours figuring that shit out. So if people can't do pluses and they're being that lazy, I'm like, I'm immediately like, you, you failed. You failed. You failed. Because um, I'm like, if that's your attitude, you, you failed before you've started. You know, and, and, you know, again, you guys know I'm Mr. Positive. And I, I always say I want the best. I want, I want all 8 billion people on the planet to be healthy, wealthy, and wise, okay, as Ben, as ben Franklin would say. I want the best for everyone. But at the end of the day, God bless those idiots, Stephen, because that, that's, that's what know. makes penny stocks work, man. It's what makes I them know. work. You know, if it wasn't for lazy idiots, we wouldn't have these trades every day. You know? <laughs> and on that note, God bless capitalism. Yes, sir. <laughs> because it rewards the hard workers. Yep, yep. Back to, back to the Ayn Rand. So, yeah, so. I, I, li- I like what you said, Tim, about the concept of being there every day and watching. Because what, what I'm hearing you say is that the only way you're going to be able to understand what the trends are or where you, know, where you have to pivot your particular uh, approach is if you're paying attention because the market's going to tell you where the approach is going if you're paying attention, if you're listening to it and watching it. Yeah, and it's just, you know, it's, it's like, I mean, that's just like so many things. It's like, I mean if you want, I mean, it's like, if you want to lose 10 pounds, just show up every day, go for a walk. Okay. I mean, if you, if you go for a walk and drink a gallon of water, you'll probably lose 10 pounds in a month. Okay. But that's never, no one ever likes that. They're always like, well, what's the diet? What's the what's workout? The program? Yeah. What's the machine? You know, what, pill. what, you know, pill. You know, give me, give me a shake weight. Yeah. Or a pill or something, you know, totally. but I mean, it's just like anything or building a business. I mean, you know, I, I, I had a successful business. I sold it, you know, almost a decade ago, but it wasn't anything special. We just showed up every day, took care of the customer. I mean, we were building computers and putting in dial up internet. It wasn't any rocket science. We didn't create a Google. We didn't create a Tesla car, but I mean, and the business is still there today and successful. You just show up every day, take care of the customer. You know, it's like, it's not, it's not that hard. So at at the end of the day, hard work calluses the mind. That's what I strongly believe. Suffering calluses the mind. Pain calluses the mind. Hmm. I I truly believe that. Like if you're struggling with a diet, like, and this is why I did the whole fasting thing, not to go on too long, but 
If you're struggling with a diet, try and not eat for two days and see how you feel then. Your diet will be pretty easy after you've fasted, after you've not eaten for two days. You'll be having a great time dieting after you've not eaten for two days. So it's just like, if you're struggling, take the pain to another level. Yeah, yeah. Be willing, be willing to be with the hard to be with stuff. And I say it all the time about the heart, the emotions, like most people haven't been taught how to surf the hard to be with emotions. And so they just look for the quick fix or the comfort or how to numb them. But if you are learning how to surf hard to be with emotions, whether it's in the market, whether it's just in your own personal life, you know, your strength and stamina will increase tremendously. Honestly, pain, pain, unless it kills you. I mean, look, it's not saying if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. Pain makes you, pain makes people success. Pain and suffering makes people successful and strong. Mm -hmm. During the hours of study. I 100% agree, though I do prefer the Dalton (laughs) from Roadhouse quote of pain don't hurt. So, but anyway. Pain doesn't hurt. Pain doesn't hurt. It just makes you stronger. And look. But Which, I by the way, like, that's your home. That's all the listeners' homework. If you haven't watched Roadhouse recently, make sure you do. I have. I've, is Roadhouse a movie? You've never watched Roadhouse. I haven't. Is it a series or a movie? The podcast is over. Him is fired. But You've like, never watched Roadhouse. No. With is Patrick it a Swayze. With Patrick no. Swayze. No, I, I watch that now. I watch that now. Oh damn, he's a handsome <laughs> bastard. So. Uh, <laughs> Is it? I, I've never heard of it. I've you have it. to watch it today. Did it, it come it, out it, before Dirty Dancing or after Dirty Dancing? Uh, I would say a couple years after. He was a big star, so what would have been okay. after Dirty Dancing? Okay, okay, all right. That looks. That's a good movie. I'll put that it's, on it is, my Netflix. It's it? it's often called the best worst movie of all time. So yeah, I mean, I it's, love those. it's terrible, but you'll love it. You'll love it. Stephen, I'm have you so watched Roadhouse? No, I'll, I'll probably watch it in a few days. <laughs> we'll be Roadhouse converts. He's like, you're fired too. <laughs> Can I, I, I just want to end it on one, one, one thing. Because um, people can look at us, right? Not that I'm anything special. But, uh, but what a lot of people will say is, how do you light that fire underneath you? Like, how do you have that drive? And it's an interesting one for Kim, especially. Like, how do you find that drive? Because I've, I've, like, I've got a pal and I give him shit all the time. And one day when he was drunk, he says, Johnson, you're too hard on his. You're just too hard. You've got this insane drive, but other people aren't like that. Mm-hmm. How, how do you light up that drive inside? Because and, and, people can say it's easy for you guys. You're dead driven. But how do you light that drive inside of someone? Or is it like, uh, is it just within DNA or what? Like, can it be made? And mm-hmm. Kim? Gratitude. G- write a list of 100 things that you currently have that are extraordinary. Like the fact that if you live in the United States, uh, you can politically disagree with the politician and not you know, be killed at night or put in jail. Like list all the things that are a win. Even if you have a piece of shit car, you got a car. Like even if you have cable, you can afford cable. There, you know, most people that are probably watching this, they just don't realize that they are the they are the 1%. You know, people think, oh, I'm not one of the rich guys. No, I'll tell you, if you look at poverty across the globe, people who can't feed themselves. Oh, remember, like $36,000 $36, a year puts you in the 1% globally. 
Correct. Correct. So like if you start to focus on what you do have, what you have survived, what you have made it through, everybody has hard times, but start to be focused. Uh, One of the things I recently spoke to, it it wasn't so much Goggins, but like you can, if there is somebody out there who absolutely has it worse than you. And the only way you can start to appreciate what you do have is if you step into gratitude. And I know that that may sound so wishy-washy or so maybe like simple, but I'll tell you, if you really start to focus on what you do have, it can give you a shift. Uh, So that's my advice. Try to focus on what you do have and that might empower you enough to realize, huh, maybe I can start to create a different kind of experience for myself. My, as always, I totally agree with Kim and she's way more thoughtful than I am. Um, so I'll, I'll counter with my standard caveman response. You know, especially when it comes to trading, I, you know, again, this might not, might be unpopular. I think you gotta have it, you know, when, when mm-hmm. I mean, cause you're gonna struggle, man. I, you know, again, I look at, you know, my journey was 15 years ago. I was with Steven for the majority of his journey and, I mean, there were some dark times, man. Very and dark, Very I dark, think, I think you, you, I mean, I mean, every day, I mean, I still get up at 4.30 every day. And first thing I do is go to the Wall Street Journal. First thing I do is go to Bloomberg. First thing I do is fire up the scans. Hey, what's gapping up this morning? So I don't know. How do you get that? I don't know, but you need to get it somewhere. And, and that's my, my opinion in this niche. You know, if you're not like, hey, what's going on? You know, what what were the runners today? What happened today? You got to find that. You got to light that fire some way, which I don't know how to do it. Kim gave some tips. Or maybe this niche isn't for you. Maybe you should, you know, you know, again, do, yeah. you know, there's, a, there's a million different careers out there. You yeah. Know? yeah, agreed. And it, and it may not be for some people. And I, and I feel like that's okay. You know, you, you do have to have that, that interest. If you're just motivated by the money, uh, the thought, oh, I, I have to make money this way. I don't think it's going to work. You, I think you have to be really curious about the markets, curious about the sectors. I think you, and, the, and the patterns, like if you're not curious and, and find all these things kind of excite you, then maybe it is worth, you know, considering yeah. it may not Again, be just to, just to kind of close the loop on that, because, you know, back to like Stephen was asking about, you know, earlier, like me getting started and stuff like, like, you know, this is, again, dates me, okay? 2007, 2008, I had a Razor, okay? Remember the Razor? That was like the badass flip phone, okay? I loved my Razor. I I really, I couldn't let it go for the longest time. I tell you, probably the one I missed the most is my Blackberry Pearl. That that was like the 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 candy bar Blackberry. Ooh, I missed that thing. Anyway, when I was getting started, I didn't know what the ticker, you know, what, what anything was doing because I mean, I had a razor. I can't look up stock prices and and a lot of my business was visiting customers and stuff like that. So I just was like, I couldn't wait to either get back to the offers and see, okay, Hey, what did, what did APOV do today? What, you know, and now I'm not saying you can't do that with an iPhone. I mean, obviously you can just look it up. But I'm just getting at the point, like, I was like, man, I wonder what that thing did today, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. I'd get back to my desk and 
fire up Yahoo Finance or whatever. Yeah. But that's your curiosity. I, that was your curiosity. It wet your curiosity. So that's what I would say to people, Stephen. Like, does this wet your curiosity? You know, if it, if you're not feeling really curious, like Tim is in that moment, or like you'll be going up against not having sleep to to pay attention. Like, that's not there for you. In you got to find it. That's why I think we have to look hard. Sometimes we have to turn over a few rocks to find what is our. This is a Please. very difficult question to ask you guys, but I think it should be asked. But like, because you've got to love the game, right? Like, I love the game, and I've always loved the game. And Papa John loved blackjack, and Roland loved blackjack, and um, I played poker, and Dan Irish played poker, and Tim read the Wall Street Journal every morning. He was addicted to finance. Like, but is is the fact that you just is the fact that you hate your situation so much? Are you you want to give your child a better future? Is that enough? I'm doing it for my kid. Because what happens if you lose for two years and, you, and you're doing a disservice to your kid? Like, if you're doing it for your kid, is that love enough? Or do you need a love of the game as well? It, it's a difficult question. I mean, coal miners probably have never loved their job and they're doing it for their children. So, but but that also, you know, there, there were limited choices, right? Usually, and even the Rust Belt across this country, there are lots of people doing things they don't love because they love their children. And so you just have to ask yourself, is this really the only option you have is my thought. And if it is, and you feel this is the only way forward, then you've got to just from the beginning bake into this experience, this recipe that you are probably going to be unhappy a lot of times, but that discipline (laughs) and willingness to be, you know, this is a hard game. Like, are you willing to do that? But Kim, I, I grew up with participation trophies. I don't want to be unhappy. I know, but, but every, like, after every soccer game, fun. no matter what the outcome, I got a candy bar. I know that, 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 that <laughs> your poor parents were mis, misled about how. Whatever. How when I grew up, I played little league. My dad drank beer and smoked cigarette while we rode in the back of the pickup, the whole team. <laughs> I bet he did. That's no lie. Lucky, lucky you didn't get a participation <laughs> That's what, because you didn't get that participation model, but some of our listeners did, and it did you guys some disservice. So now is the time to like listen to the Jockos of the world and start to realize that you actually have had amazing opportunities and that frustration level you got to get comfortable with because it's part of life, part of growth, part of growth. Tim, Tim, we'll finish on you. What do you think? Is is the love of to do it for family enough? Or do you need a sort of a, an addictive, to be addicted to the markets kind of thing? Um, actually, I'm going to very much kind of mirror what Kim said. I think... Your, that- your volume's a little low, Tim. We can't really... Damn. I, the problem is... Let me... Let me uh, it, it's automatically adjusting. There we go. So when okay. I scream so much, it like... Um, there you go. Is that better? Better? Yeah, yeah, much better, much better. It was set on the auto adjust, so when I scream, it like it, it, Zoom is <laughs> Zoom is trying Zoom is trying control to control you. me. I will not be controlled by you, Zoom. <laughs> so, um, my opinion, you know, I I know a lot of guys that are farmers. I know that my dad worked in a you know my listen, my dad worked a, at a at federal mogul as a line worker. Would work sixty hours a week, come home and farm at night. Um, I think that, and, and all of you know, I mean, I'm a huge fan of work ethic. One of the reasons I, one of the reasons I do so much hard shit is I, 
I don't, you know, as much as I like sitting at a computer all day, you got to get your hands dirty. You got to do something hard. So back to your coal miner, your farmer, your factory worker, I think you do that to take care of your family. You do that to do what you have to do. And that is nothing. I have no more respect than anybody for people that will do that. And again, I was working 78 hours a week. I mean, yeah, it's building computers, but it's grinding, man. So I think stuff like those careers that drive to take care of your family, to give them, you know, put them to college, give them a good life, et cetera, can be done. But in trading, I just don't think you can, you know, you can't force it in trading. I think you have to have a passion. And that's why I tell everybody, I mean, you know, I, I traded for six, seven years before I sold my business. I mean, it was like, I, I, I think, it, I think too many people try and make it their career too soon. They put too much baggage on their back. And yeah. listen, when you're a coal miner, you can just grind. Okay. You can grind 80 hours a week and put your mind to it and do it. But, but trading isn't like that. So you got to have the passion. And, and if you don't, I mean, I'm glad you're listening and stuff and I wish you the best, but man, it, it's gotta be in you. So very, very real answers. Uh, absolutely love the authenticity of the podcast. Love the truth. I don't feel like we've got enough of it on the internet. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it on that note. I, I, echo, I echo the sentiments of the message. I think um, if you don't have the passion and you don't love the game, then ultimately the fire will die, right? So we'll leave on the happy note. Timbo and Kemon Curtin, Stephen Johnson. Uh, this has been the Steady Trade Podcast, discussing market cycles. I hope it's been, been beneficial. And if you'd like any kind of topic to be discussed in future episodes, comment below, hit like, hit subscribe. And uh, we'll see you next week.